Previously on Coming Out of the Cosmic Closet. It's how deeply people allow themselves to open up to this possibility of some other kind of multidimensional interactive thing actually happening will depend on how visceral, I think, their experience of that is. So yeah, that's why I love, you know, Bashar's quote, all truths are true. Right. Because then it doesn't invalidate anybody's experience. Right, totally. We can go down many woo-woo paths. Yeah. But ultimately, I, I feel that one of the, you know, the, my greatest discovery in this life so far is this being in this constant state of awe. Right. It, yeah. Yeah. Because it's just magical when these things yes. happen, when yeah. you get, you know, when you have a conversation with the circle. Everyone has a special gift. Mine, the circle of light. They speak through me and they're here to assist the planet's evolution to a more enlightened space. And for some reason, they chose me, a raunchy comedian, to be their vessel. I used to be secretive about my ability, but now it's time to come out of the cosmic closet and you should too. My name is Georgia Jean and these are my crazy stories. Warning, the concepts, frequencies, and energies in this podcast are designed to short-circuit the egoic body-mind, and this can lead to feelings of sleepiness, drowsiness, or even a trance-like state. That's all totally fine if you're lying around, sitting around, but if you are operating heavy machinery, driving a car, uh, watching little kids play with fire... then this might not be the best time to listen to this episode of Coming Out of the Cosmic Closet. So make sure you just switch it off for now and come back and listen to it another time when you can be in that more relaxed state. And the more you listen to it, the more you're going to receive and integrate those messages. So if you do fall asleep during this podcast, go back and listen to it again. There's so much great stuff in here and it's worth a re-listen to. You can get it with your conscious mind as well as receiving it energetically. Hey everybody and welcome back to Coming Out of the Cosmic Closet. I'm here with my beautiful co-host Melissa Rutigliano of themarslad.com and we are very lucky to have Ruben Langdon with us again to have a little conversation with my special guests who are the Circle of Light. That's right people, they are going to come through today and have a little chin wag with these people (laughs) Um, chin wag. A little chin wag, little waggle of the chin. Nice. Get those words out. <laughs> and uh, this will be their f- first uh, proper full conversation on uh, this show. So yeah, I thought it'd be fun to have is happening. Ruben here. If you didn't catch Ruben's episodes, we talked a lot about how he came out of the cosmic closet, his experiences working on Avatar with James Cameron and all the cosmic consciousness shifting stuff. He's seen some UFOs. He's a martial artist. He's a uh, – tell us all about you, Ruben. Oh, I, I feel like I did it last episode, <laughs> I but know. yeah. Just do Just it again. Quick recap. Right. Uh, yes, I'm an actor, stuntman, fight choreographer, and uh, that was sort of my old life. Still yeah. doing that to pay the bills to a certain extent, but my new life is I'm a cosmic researcher of yes. – you know, I I, I kind of like the word Lisa Roya has this uh, a cosmic anthropologist. Cosmic anthropologist, mm-hmm. yeah. yes, yes. He trying, has... trying to figure out all of our otherworldly uh, energies and put them in a nice uh, 
palatable package for him. And he's a beautiful um, filmmaker as well. And he has a series on uh, interviews with people like me. So I thought it'd be super fun to have Ruben on. And Melissa has never got to chat or speak with the Circle of Light. Yeah. So I thought it'd be super fun to have these guys interview the Circle of Light. Yeah. For coming out of the Cosmic Closet. So before we start, do you have any questions about this experience? It's usually what I ask people. Tons. Tons. <laughs> about the actual channeling experience? No. Yeah. Oh, man. One thing I always say to people before I channel for them is it's good to sort of moderate expectations. When I sure. go into a channeled state, it isn't like I suddenly know absolutely everything about everything. It's more like a Google download. So yeah. You type in your questions and then the information will start downloading in and then I'll speak it. And and some things I'm more, uh, I channel more regularly, but there might be new energies wanting to come in. I can feel the energies that are starting to show up. Um, but it's good for people to understand that about channeling itself, that it isn't right. this, because people have this like, oh, you're a channel, you should know everything. And if right. you don't, you suck, right? right. It's not really like, it's like Google, like, because there is so much information to access. Mm. The questions really do guide the beings as to what to bring forward. And uh, my brain obviously has, it's probably what you might call strengths and weaknesses as far as what what I can interpret in terms of the frequencies that are coming through. But the other thing is it's just the energy that's coming through anyhow when I go into a channeled state is actually part of the experience. It's the frequency. So the words are just about 10% of what is actually happening. Is Ruben? Well, I I, uh, luckily early on in my series, I did an episode with uh, Barbara Lamb, who is a world-renowned uh, hypnotherapist mm. and she's regressed several people uh, to help them recover ET abduction things mm. and just all kinds of stuff but uh, she's she's been in the field for many many years I think mm. she's in her 80s now mm. um, pretty much retired but mm. I, I I got her right on the edge before she went full retirement mm. and um, I was curious to uh, I asked her to regress me so I could channel Oh, okay. So I yeah. wanted to, because I, I interviewed another channeler who sort of did that. Mm. Spontaneously, this other Zeta Reticuli being started talking through the sky. Mm-hmm. And the only way he could do it was through regression. Mm. So I thought, well, if they did it, maybe I could do it. So mm. I, and I wanted to understand what the channeling process was right. as well. Right. And it was great because I actually did channel. Right. Uh, I felt what it felt like to be in the channeled state right. like and not completely gone right you know most right. so you're not a full trance channel i'm not a full trance channel right I'm, which I'm, there are very few these days yeah maybe daryl anka might be the only one left Meaning that they're completely gone they're completely disconnected yeah. like they go their consciousness goes to like in a dream state wow. and they have no idea what's happening to their body wow. yeah and they don't have no idea about what the conversation is being said mm, which yeah. f- probably for private sessions is really nice because then they're mm. like oh i have no idea what i said you know sure like, and actually, but, I don't. There's a lot that happens in sessions that I don't remember. Right. Like, I, particularly if I have to schedule appointments, I need to do that at the beginning of the session. Mm-hmm. Because if I do it at the end of a session, if I don't put it into my phone or calendar right then, I won't remember because that part of my mind that might have that kind of linear information isn't back yet. Yeah. And I won't remember. 
So I remember probably 10% of what happens in sessions. Well, well, Lisa, Unless it's super like, wow, that was cool. Lisa explained it, and this is exactly what I felt. She said it's like being in the backseat of a car. Yeah. Someone else is driving, sure. and you're just, you're there. You can see the road. You can, you can you know, when yeah. the driver's taking a right or a left. Yeah. But you're just kind of not fully driving the car. You're not, yeah. You're a co-pilot. You're totally. Mm-hmm. And I felt, what I felt, and this is, you know, audibly, because I look back at this a lot to, to sort of uh, make sense of it all. Um, in the moment, as I was channeling, I was speaking and saying things mm. that I had no memory of mm. studying or knowing. I'm like, right. where did that come from? Right. And I was sort of in awe, like, wow, that's, some, that's a right. great tidbit of information. Right. And... Did they record it for you? Yeah, it was, yeah, it's an episode of my series. Oh, okay. So uh, I actually then had um, what happened. With ED. Interview with ED. It's yeah. on Gaia. Um, so then Barbara, her voice all of a sudden sounded like it was on the other side of the room. Okay. And, and I was trying to mentally figure out how did she get over there? She, but she's right here. Right. She never moved. Right. I never moved. Right. And I was just like, but it, her audibly, mm. her s- sound of her voice, mm. and she's right here. I'm laying on the couch, right? Mm. She's like kind of counting down, three, mm. two, one. Now you're in the trance, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, she's over there. Yeah, but really, you were over there. Bingo. <laughs> and it, t- it took me. Like, where are we going? Yeah. It took me until we got out of the session. Yeah. I was like, what happened? And we sort of had a conversation yeah. about it. I'm like, oh, yeah. I moved over there. <laughs> so yeah. this yeah. other thing could sort of do its thing through yeah. me. Yeah. And one of the mind-blowing questions, one of the mind-blowing things that came out of my mouth, mm. which, I, which has been great for this, mm. this interview, mm. is I said, um, asking the question creates the vibrational frequency for the answer to come through. That's right, yeah. The question, any question you ask, vibrationally holds the answer mm-hmm. and and all you have to do is ask the question and you will get the answer right, right. And, and this is for anything in life yeah that's like yeah it's like that's yeah. like therapy it's, it's like, the, yeah that's the beauty of therapy exactly you know? it's already there. so we yeah. so through our question asking so mm-hmm. this is a this is why the channeling uh experience cannot happen by i mean you can ask yourself questions and you'll get that but this co-creative experience that we're about to embargo on here yeah. it is very much a co-creative experience yes that's right the question is the question you have to you have to have someone typing something into google it's is, not just going to spew out right sure. and this is why a lot Search. of people are like well this ultimate supreme being that you're connecting to that has all the answers just tell me the answers of life right and you're like mm. give us some specifics yeah. please you know yeah, because yeah, 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 life yeah. is a grand it's subject and, yeah, and, you, and you know or just tell me something that's useful for me yeah and you're like well, well, you have to initiate that a little bit yeah, more. So, definitely. Th- yeah. you know, this is why questions, formulating the question is so important. Yeah. yeah. No pressure. I know. <laughs> he like because, locked eyes with me when he said that yeah. too. Like, ah. Because we're, we are channeling just as much as she yeah, is that's channeling. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And I always say, that, again, frequency first, manifestation second. So, on, the conversations already happened mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the frequencies and mm-hmm. the freaky frequencies. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to have the manifestation. So, I, like, even for me, I have a little bit of, you know, performance anxiety. Like, what if I don't know the answers to mm-hmm. Ruben's question? <laughs> and it's just my mind getting in the way. Do but you that ever, is a part. I, it, it is a part. I have to do you ever feel yourself in that back seat wanting oh, to, like. Totally. Because also if, I, if, if people are, have, are asking things, and I'll be in 
in there from the back seat being like going like tell them this tell them that tell them this other thing that we learned and they won't they won't mm. you know they won't you're in the back seat you're in the back not seat not about you and yeah. mm. you know mm-hmm. i the words that i want to say can't come out and then sometimes some of them will come out if it's relevant you know but if i'm not on point if my little mind opinion back there is not on point they won't say it so just you know get, give myself over that way but it's mm. you know it's cool but I do I do or often feel nervous with new clients it's definitely easier to work with people that that I work with regularly because not because I know their story more but because also our energies are getting more and more attuned that's why I like to work with people regularly as opposed to like one-off experiences because we then go into a co-creation where more and more of their expanded self or this expanded self can start coming through. So I'm always attuning to my clients' frequencies as a channel and to what my clients' energies are. Yeah. So that's why I'm like a broad-spectrum channel. I can channel a little bit of a lot of beings basically Mm -hmm. but not always like I think you you interview people who have very specific beings that they Mm -hmm. channel all the time kind of thing. Yes. Um, and so it's different, right? Yep. Um, well, that being said, I'm starting to feel a little woo there. So I think Mm. (laughs) GJ time is over. So I'm going to bring them in. Um, they're going to say a little cheesy greeting and then you guys have your questions ready. We got anything. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I kind of don't. So I'm going to let Ruben just, um, I'll be the in the passenger seat. Well, I'll start, but you definitely well, got to ask some I'm questions. Just, I'm like, we've already established on this podcast that I'm a very fearful person. And my fear is I'm not going to have any questions, but the other part of me is like, just trust that the questions will arise in That's the right, right. time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'll open the door right for now. you. Okay. Open I'll open the door okay. for you. What and if then, we bring them in? It's just yeah. dead space. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Crickets. Oh, you've got the key to the universe. Yeah, and I, like, no. we have this cool plan. And- right. <laughs> cool. All right, I'm going to peace out. Right, okay. <laughs> ah, yes, indeed, dear ones, we are here and we are most delighted to make connection with you here on another magnificent day in your earth plane. It's always a great delight for us to come forward in this way and to be of service to assist your expansion in consciousness, which is our role here in your creation. So we would like to just turn it over to you and let the questions begin. Excellent. Uh, So I guess I'll begin. Thanks, Ruben. Um, I have a question. So I noticed some channelers that I uh, talk to in interview um, have Eyes open, eyes closed. I know Georgia can sort of come in and out of that. Indeed. And I'm wondering from the circle's perspective, what does it look like from their position uh, to have this experience, to interact with us? Ah, indeed. All right, dear one. Just one moment as we sort of give this, and there might be some pauses for downloading into the channel. Mm -hmm. So... These questions that you ask are very interesting to us because they're often formulated from a a linear Mm -hmm. point of view because, of course, perception is a multidimensional experience. Mm -hmm. So when you ask us how do we look to you or how does this Mm -hmm. look, well, it looks like everything. Mm. And it's really about 
where we would then choose to focus our energies for perception with you. So we see what Georgia sees. We see what you are as you are holding yourself in singular egoic identity, you as Ruben, you as Melissa, all of you out there uh, listening. We can see you as well how you are receiving information. So even though as we are recording this, it seems like in linear reality, only Ruben and Melissa are listening right now, we are also aware of when all of you listen to this. And so our perception can be the the visual seeing you in the 3D form, but we can also see how our information is impacting energetically in this much broader experience of the longevity in linear time and space of this recording. So even as we present information through this and also send frequencies, our perception is the total reception of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So we're in a feedback of what is is happening not just in this moment but whenever that this is experienced or listened to in some way so what we see we see you as individuals we see you as all consciousness because you are also creating us Mm -hmm. so you are us we are you we it as we say it just depends on what point of perception you want us to describe our experience from Mm -hmm. yes so you're you're almost seeing the collapsing of the wave function because it takes two to tango so to say so you so are you um the way i perceive it is uh i i use the double slit experiment a lot in my presentations to to talk about how waves collapse into when you observe something it snaps into reality for for us viewers Mm -hmm. And I feel maybe perhaps you're seeing it, you're seeing that aspect, the, these two waves of energy collapsing uh, for your reality, but also for my reality, for Melissa, for all these other people who are now listening at that moment, you can see because space time is not linear and it is yes. all happening simultaneously. You can see the collapsing of these waves. We see the sort of the collapsing of your reality in mm-hmm. that sense, because we don't operate under the same linear time frame construct as your egoic perception is created on. Mm -hmm. So, of course, as we say, any question like this leads to so many different avenues that we can describe reality from because we can also perceive uh, as we're presenting the information to you, well, if this piece of information is verbalized, how does that affect everybody who's experiencing it as opposed to if we verbalize this bit of information but we send more energy through as frequency Mm -hmm. how does that affect the collective experience Mm -hmm. so all of that is getting processed in a no moment, mm-hmm. which is maybe what how you're trying mm-hmm. to express yeah. that that collapsing of the the, wa- yes. the the wave point is there is no moment here. Mm-hmm. Everything exists in the no moment. 
And what comes into manifestation as something physicalized mm -hmm. right now, uh, in this now moment, mm -hmm. uh, is a result of a total feedback of all consciousness uh, it, into some sort of state of existence. And that's really the simplest way we can yeah. describe it no, to that's, you. That's perfect because, you know, part of my, my exploration into these interviews and discussions is finding the right language that can, uh, you know, as I was saying, this cosmic anthropologist, Indeed. you know, trying to... Um, categorize and find the language so we can all sort of relate to it relate. so yes there's no yes. moment so another version of that that i would say would be the quantum fluid or the other side of the veil or where all of things all of the consciousness soup exists simultaneously yes. and, and in this reality it's where like you said the ego where we're chopping it down and putting labels and we're doing all yes. this stuff bringing it into form bringing it into form so Generally, we speak through Georgia of the concept of the all consciousness mm -hmm. as being that cosmic soup, as mm -hmm. you speak of it, where everything is there. And we, we verbalized it as the no moment mm -hmm. because we're categorizing a specific experience of consciousness that is happening from the all consciousness uh, in, in how information is processed, basically. So there's no delineation on the consciousness at that point, but it is a seed point of creation that can come into manifestation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Melissa, how do you feel about that? Does that make sense? I'm, I'm so glazed over to like all of the words being thrown around right, right, right now. So we've started with something uh again it was big <laughs> like big I did, it question. didn't seem big at first yes. but it's yeah. it got big it got big yes and that's what the all consciousness is it is everything but we can definitely sort of dial this down a little bit more to uh something that's more simplistic yeah, and yeah. Uh, palatable Sorry, I, I threw a big big curveball right but there no the it, it, it like no but that yes. but at least that i think that now for those listeners can understand the expansiveness of Indeed. what we're this conversation that we're having right now Indeed, of, yes. of this energy the circle that we're tapping into and probably what we would like you to most get from that we sort of gave you a techie answer to mm -hmm. uh, to a question is for you to have this awareness that you are in an experience now right now melissa and ruben are in an experience now that the linear mind is telling them it's just what is happening in this room right now. Mm -hmm. But how consciousness works beyond the linear mind, beyond the five exactly. physical senses, is there is massive interaction happening continuously all the time. And this, in understanding this, is what gives you the power to work your matrix of reality mm -hmm. and to start to step beyond this. So we brought in that concept mm -hmm. Not so much necessarily that everybody's going to follow it right now, mm -hmm. but to begin to break down uh, the linear perception of time and space. Because once you start to do that, once you start to allow your egoic mind to be challenged and recognize that you are a lot more beyond what your egoic mind is allowing you to experience, you can start to dissolve its restrictions. And sure. because the programming of the egoic mind 
comes from multiple levels, including what you learned in your childhood from your parents to what the collective belief of what biology is and what existence has been as egoic consciousness. Uh, there is a huge, massive scope for expansion here mm -hmm. for all of you, for mm -hmm. all of you, because uh, one idea of sitting in a room and talking to some beings, which is already a multidimensional experience, mm -hmm. um, can be the same idea in terms of the the, the where there might be an, a concept of limitation that I don't believe I can get a great job or or right. have a wonderful life. So what we're trying to say to you is most of what your mind thinks it knows is pretty irrelevant in terms of how creation actually manifests. Mm -hmm. and But the good thing to know is once your mind can start accepting this, which is the point of first receiving the frequencies, which is why we might go, all right, we won't give them everything, but we'll send some frequencies, that will actually open up more minds to what we are then going to present as a, a, a verbalized manifestation. Uh, that opening process means that just listening to this conversation could completely change somebody's life down the track because they've started to drop the limitations sure. of their mind. And that includes programming from childhood, that includes social conditioning, mm -hmm. that includes the collective belief of what the body does and what your limitations are in your body. And that's what we're really here to do. You don't even have to get it all. Mm -hmm. Just allow yourself to be aware that there's a lot more going on than what your mind thinks. And then your mind will actually join in along the ride and, and be, oh, I think I'll listen to more of that show. I'll allow myself to now have more conscious understanding of this information so I can have a little bit more conscious play mm. with what I'm receiving here. Yeah, I was just having the same conversation last night with my, my friends I'm staying with. Um, and one of the you know, Gandhi quotes that I love using all the time is, you know, be the shining light you wish to see in others. Indeed. Because most people take that sort of like, okay, yeah, that sounds great and all, but the, the, when you truly understand the ramifications of that and, and just sort of talking about what we just said about this, um, a lot, most people think they don't have the power to make change in their reality. And they think they have to be a movie star or they have to be in politics or you have to be Donald Trump to make the big changes. Indeed. And I say, no, because all of reality that really matters is what you see right here, right now in your life. You well, know? and what we would like to interject is that you are the shining light. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. you're, when you look at a, an embodiment of some kind of form of power, whether it's a politician, whether it's a movie star, whether it's Gandhi, whether it is us as coming through, mm -hmm. you project onto us that we are access points to a greater consciousness that gives you power. Well, really, we are you. Mm -hmm. So as you stay in the linear mind's illusion of separation, and it's very easy to put all of these uh, figures up on some kind of pedestal, you're actually staying in the illusion of the mind. And that will keep you is somewhat in the limitation. Mm -hmm. But we say to you, when you see a source of power, soften your body, relax, know mm. that that power is you, mm. that light is you, you are it. Only the mind is creating separation. Right. And, of course, uh, as we work through Georgia, we use a lot of love and acceptance. 
love and accept the part of you that is that light. Soften the veil, the illusion of separation, and then you can start to come into oneness with that source because everything, when you consider all of consciousness, the all consciousness is a massive amount of energy. So you dropping the veil of separation can access unlimited source of of energy to create manifest with. It's just what you decide to to give it the power to give your power away to the movie stars or sure uh, or have some fun with uh, it exactly have fun with it. This is a whole point, dear ones, and we really want you to get this because we understand at this point in time that humanity is going through a very challenging period, and a lot of the spiritual pursuit, quote unquote, uh, is often instigated from a, a serious a serious crisis. So somebody gets very sick, someone's injured, someone loses their job, someone's heartbroken, someone is suffering in some way and they're looking for answers to liberate themselves out of this point of pain. And so they get into their quote-unquote spiritual path and they start to gain access to knowledge that can create some expansion. But somewhere along the way, because you're going through this big shift in consciousness where a lot of stuff is coming up collectively, the fun gets left out. Mm. Now, what is the point of going through a shift of consciousness if you're not bringing yourself into a, a, a more fun and more creatively stimulating and exciting space? So when you see that movie star that you think, wow, they're really cool, or if you see Ruben doing his stunts or you see whatever, (laughs) the Buddha, or you see Jesus making miracles or whatever you want to see, instead of going, wow, I must seriously endeavor to be work harder, to be more gooder, to attain this, just go, wow, it'd be cool to to do that and sort of vibe into it and, and realize that all of the attachment and all of what's kind of making the spiritual part the heavy thing is the density of the ego that's maintaining that uh, that illusion of separation so if you if we <laughs> we often having a dialogue with uh, georgia and she thinks it's her own mind and it is her own mind creating us as we are creating her but uh, together we came up with a new idea for a fan I'm a fan of someone. Well, in the old concept, the fan is somebody who really puts somebody else up on a pedestal and sort of fans adoration at them. But we'd like you to start thinking of it as fan frequency activation now. That's the frequency. If you are feeling drawn to it, if you are feeling excited about it if you are feeling wonder about it frequency activate now Mm. and just go i love and accept the part of me that is that glory and i am fanning on this i'm frequency activating now to bring those frequencies into my consciousness and make them an active part of my creative experience now now because whatever power you are giving to uh, these people up on the pedestal it is available for you to experience what you imagine they are experiencing from that point of power. So if that's a fun way of thinking of it, get into it. What what do you want to be a fan about? Taking things off the pedestal and realizing it is already you and you already have access to it now can instantly improve everybody's life immediately. Mm. 
just go, yeah, that is me. I am it. Yeah. 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 The word urgency keeps popping into my head. Like, do you feel like there is this sense of urgency in humanity to like just the fact that you're here? Why did you feel like this moment in time, you know, you, you needed to be here for us to hear your message? Like, did you pick up on some urgency of lack in humanity? And I know lack is a big, but lack. Yes, this is a very interesting question because uh, the illusion of lack that is very uh, big out there right now mm-hmm. is occurring because you are going through a pivot point of transcending this illusion. So lack in and of itself is part of the primitive mind programming that has been one of the defining characteristics of humanity's consciousness, that we must fight to survive. We must, uh, that we live in this uh, polarized reality of limitation and that we must fight for resources in order to uh, uh, survive, to physically survive. But surviving and not surviving is an illusion (laughs) of humanity's consciousness. You You can't destroy consciousness Mm. it's always in existence so survival is a massive illusion so we are not coming forward in response to people sort of praying and saying there is so so much lack we need help Mm. and you must come to help us overcome that you are seeing lack because you collectively as consciousness are choosing to change the game you're you you chose to change the reality that you're experiencing. You chose to say, all right, we've played out this primitive mind single uh, uh, single time, space, reality, five physical senses caper for a while. Mm-hmm. Really, as consciousness, you're just bored of the storylines and you just want to play a new game. But in order to shift from one framework to another framework of reality, all of the illusions of the old reality must, and all the energy in the illusions of the old reality must come up in order for it to be purified and recycled and put into a new reality. And so you can live beyond consciousness of lack. Mm -hmm. So uh, this again is, we want to sort of get help eliminate this idea that we are on the pedestal here helping you because you are desperate no you are not desperate when your mind is telling you that you're desperate you may temporarily be in the illusion of lack and limitation but as consciousness you are not desperate you are not limited it isn't uh, it isn't as the mind may be feeling like it all going to uh, hell in a handbasket but we are here to help you have this shift so you can begin to start to work your matrix better and start living in that experience of interconnectedness and the innate abundance of who you really are as creative consciousness. Mm. That may have been a long answer, but take it all off the pedestal. Yes, we might have some some cheat codes for yeah. making this a more rapid process for you, mm. but it's only when you... Allow yourself to sit in the knowingness of yourself as all consciousness creator and really sit not just intellectually in that, 
but vibrationally in that, that you will feel the power of your, your capacity to manifest and create on that level. Cool. I love my cheat codes. Indeed. Um, so. And cheat codes are being sent out to everybody right now. Whatever you need, whether or not your mind is able to track and follow everything we're speaking of right now, as we say, the frequencies are going out and from a broader place, we're observing that process um, to optimize the experience that you're all getting your cheat codes and maybe not today, not tomorrow, not next week in linear time, but at some point, all the cheat codes will drop right on in. And your power to manifest suddenly in a way that you haven't known how to do before, you might not even in your linear mind put it back to having listened to this in this. You'll just be like, wow, my mojo is good today. I woke up on the right side of the bed and everything's lining up. Uh, but it really doesn't matter. We just want you to be happy. And when you say we, um, I'm, I'm assuming the circle is a collective Indeed, of, yes. of energies. What What could we go into a little bit of what these energies are, what other beings do you work with? Um, because I know we have a lot of cosmic help right now. Indeed. Uh, or we're, maybe it's always been there, but we're tapping into this cosmic, uh, our cosmic family. Indeed. And I'm um, just wondering, who are you? Who are we? Who are you? Mm. Is also the question yes. that comes right back from that. So to be honest with you, dear one, when you are connecting to something that feels like a specific life form, that's still partly a creation. So the human consciousness can work with this idea of dialoguing with something that has more information. As all consciousness, we and you are all consciousness that has evolved in all space-time realities, all dimensions and all aspects of creation. Now, what is helpful for humanity's shift in consciousness right now? You are moving from a, a design that is the traditional human consciousness, five physical senses, uh, it uses polarity, it uses a linear time-space construct driven by primitive survival motions. These are some of the major characteristics of the human consciousness. Mm -hmm. You're moving into multidimensionality. So when people are dialoguing or connecting or channeling in art forms in all different ways, they're reaching out to consciousness that has uh, explored their, their own aspect of consciousness that has explored creativity in other frameworks, their own aspects of consciousness that have mastered multidimensional creation, maybe telepathy for an example of what you would perceive a multidimensional skill to be. Channeling, this is a multidimensional experience. Uh, being able to move energy, do healing remotely without touch, these are all multidimensional experiences. So the mind still wants to define the aspects of consciousness into personas mm -hmm. that embody those qualities. So even the idea of 
extra dimensional or ETs uh, is this idea that there is another individuated being out there that has these skills that in their own world they have developed the ability to have telepathic communication or to teleport or to do all that sort of stuff. And from the perception of egoic reality, it makes sense Mm -hmm. that that people are individuated in other realms developing in this way. But in truth, at the end of the day, uh, uh, it is you. It's your consciousness that has evolved elsewhere in, in ways that may still be difficult for the linear mind to understand. So when we come forward as a collective, and yes, Georgia calls herself a broad spectrum channel in that she's able to channel multiple levels of consciousness. She just has that capacity to tune in to a broad spectrum of where, of how consciousness has evolved, your consciousness, <laughs> Melissa, as we look at you, your consciousness, Ruben, as we look at you, your consciousness that's already evolved in this way and bring it forward, synergize it and present it to you. So who are we is more like what are your flavors sure. is probably a more... On point description. Mm-hmm. We are flavors of fa- of energy, mm-hmm. flavors that have been evolved, your flavors of energy that have been evolved in other areas where you are exploring consciousness actually simultaneously in the no moment. But so, but your human egoic identity likes to give these flavors of of consciousness names, Mm -hmm. the Christ consciousness, Mother Mary, Palladian consciousness, uh, archangels, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and that helps the egoic mind have a relationship Mm -hmm. where I am being brought information from an aspect that knows maybe more than me, Mm -hmm. Buddha consciousness. Uh, So Georgia really just taps into whatever flavor Mm -hmm. is appropriate for the experience so because this particular creation that is happening right now will reach a lot of people who are attuning to a variety of flavors uh we there is no need to name the flavors because that then make well, it's not even really what's happening energetically. Sure, sure, I understand. Yes, yes. So the, the circle of light is just a, a general label for the circle of whoever's coming to the conversation at the time. Yes, it's just a name, really. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's so energetically, how mm-hmm. does it work? Georgia, when she goes into a trance, makes a, a, a first point connection mm-hmm. to a certain level of frequency that she's well attuned to uh, to channel a certain pool of flavor of ice cream, if you will, right. that is easy for her translation. If somebody comes to her uh, with a need for whatever aspect of their creative experience to connect to a certain flavor of their consciousness that is trying to integrate or adapt. Georgia will expand her, uh, switch the dial around and tune into that flavor. And you, as you are incarnated, dependent on what you incarn- 
how you incarnated, how you created your flavor, what you're wanting to connect with in this life to generate and create, have a sort of menu of flavors that are useful for you to make contact with and to become aligned with and attuned with because it's about. So if somebody, if an aspect of consciousness is into, into incarnated to help bring forth a technology that's going to uh, uplift planetary consciousness, they're going to want to connect to that flavor of their consciousness that has evolved in a high place of uh, technological advancement as it would be perceived in that reality um, and start to bring that information forward. You were speaking uh, before about uh, a film director Mm -hmm. bringing in a download of information. He is connected with an aspect of his consciousness, a flavor Mm -hmm. that suits what his creative choice about how he's going to do this is is uh, how he's incarnated. He, he downloaded a story. Uh, he's a filmmaker. There wouldn't be that much point of him uh, connecting to a, the consciousness that has, that has healed cancer, for example, mm-hmm. although those frequencies might be in, in sure. a creation that he, he makes. It could be mm-hmm. there. But we're just trying to show you that when you come to a channel which is really just a gateway, usually what people are drawing forth is what's going to be helpful for them, for their individuated personality to to raise up. So uh, some people need to connect much more with states of unconditional love. And this is really what the flavor of the Christ consciousness is. It's the flavor of unconditional love. The Christ consciousness came into this planetary realm to shift the consciousness of love from a survival-based experience to a, a, an interconnected experience. So uh, before, biologically, love was more about bonding to your tribe so you could survive. Mm-hmm. When Christ consciousness energy, as embodied by many, hit the planet, it was about shifting that frequency from survival to this greater sense of interconnected. So you no longer just loved your tribe who you were based on surviving. You had the capacity to to love all. This wasn't a consciousness on your planet before those frequencies started to come in. And it's something that's difficult to understand because when you're here at this point in time and you feel love for friends or you feel a collective love or you love uh, a plant or a tree, this feeling of love, that is available to everything in your experience, humanity generally, collectively, did not feel love in that way prior to the Christ consciousness energy as embodied by multiple what you would perceive spiritual leaders to be, not just one figure but multiple, uh, came in and then humanity started feeling this, this in this way. It was a shift of consciousness just as now you are releasing your linear time space limited the five, five physical senses so your experience of reality is changing yet again on that and so what is coming forward is the consciousness that can support that shift then yeah now and there's other beings you know krishna buddha all these other energies indeed. are all part of that christ consciousness indeed yeah. yes dear one yes i see the wheels turning 
Um, what is something that any individual should, could be doing every day to open up? Indeed. To whether it's to, uh, to channel or Indeed. to connect to their guides or to love, to unconditional love. I mean, Indeed. it's sounds so easy. I'm just going to open up to love today. And sometimes it does feel that easy and you can just, and so it is, and walk out the door and that's your day. Feel but that. to, but to re the unconditional love. Indeed. And to just connect to people on a deeper level. Like, okay, here's a sub question. Indeed. Um, do you feel like we're all put into each other's lives very purpose, purposely, purposefully? Purposefully. Like on some, you know, matrixy shit. Yes, there is certainly a vibrational point of attraction that brings mm -hmm. you together. Mm -hmm. Now, again, we're going to caveat all of this by saying that you're all one. Really, really, if you can just get that point, and it's it's a lot more difficult to get it uh, as a beingness, as a knowingness, yeah. than intellectually. Sure. There's plenty of bumper stickers out there. We are all one. It's popped on T-shirts. But when you have a really noisy neighbor next door, are you really all one with that noisy neighbor right then? <laughs> That's when the illusion of separation comes in and goes, well, that, that guy's a jerk and I am not one with that guy. Right. And it becomes much more amplified when the survival mind is act, is activated. So uh, the tribal threat and the illusion of separation becomes a lot stronger when people feel threatened, and that's why you have war and all these sorts mm. of deep manifestations of this illusion of separation. So how do you come into love? First of all, the heart is always the gateway to all of the limitation, all of the illusion of separation happens in through the mind. That's the mind's job. It is the mind's job to create this illusion of separation. So just by dropping your attention into your heart, you begin to transcend the, the framework of the mind. So start with that point. If you notice you're thinking a lot, if you notice you're worrying away up in your head, Literally, just drop your attention down into your heart and say, I'm going to seat my consciousness. I'm going to seat my viewpoint of life from the heart. And even just doing that will shift your perception noticeably uh, straight away. You can try this later on. Think about a subject you're upset about, then put your attention in your heart and see how it starts to look differently, starts to look differently. And dropping the resistance to everything in your reality really is the key. If you go, that noisy neighbor is me, and I love and accept the part of me that is that creation, and instead of tensing up in your physical body and bracing and wanting to get into a fight, and as you tense up your body, redefining the, uh, the what we call the egoic line, the skin of your body, to most of you, you think is the end of you. So when you tense up your muscles and you get all mad, you're actually strengthening the illusion of that line. Mm. But if you soften your body, then you can actually 
bypass that illusion of where you where you end and they over there begin and you can come into an integrative relationship with the energy that is creating and projecting them as an illusion Mm -hmm. so just and it's we're not saying this is easy Mm -hmm. because your egoic mind was built very well very strongly to maintain this illusion it's doing a great job Uh, so don't even hate on your mind for maintaining the illusion, but just say, okay, but I've got the cheat code. I know that my mind is doing the job, creating the illusion of separation, but I can, I also now have more information. I can soften my body. I can look at this external outside or also anything that's going on internally and inside and just say, I love and accept the part of me that is that. Mm -hmm. And the more that you do, it's such a simple thing. The more you do that the more you dissolve the illusion of separation. And if you are finding that it's really hard for you to feel the love, love and accept those feelings that you don't want to feel because they're all energy. It's part of it. The linear mind is always going good, bad, right, wrong, true or false. So if you've been programmed to think that uh, crying is a bad thing and you are resisting it and you're struggling with it, you're staying in the suffering of the mind. Instead, you just go, these tears are just energy. I'm just energy. It's all good. And I love and accept a part of me that that is all of these things that are going on. The suffering struggle, which is what you're sort of speaking to when people are struggling to feel seated in love, to feel seated in connection. They're in the suffering of the struggle of the mind against everything else. So just soften your body, drop into your heart. I love and accept Mm. the part of me that is all of this. That is the, the most simple way to yeah. start accessing that state. If you love and accept misery, then you are in love. Mm. <laughs> but if you're like, I shouldn't be feeling this miserable, gosh, what's wrong with me? Maybe I'm a bad person. Maybe I'm, oh, I'm ruining everybody's life. Now you're not in love. If you go, I yeah. love and accept the part of me that feels really miserable right now, you are in a state of love and you are in a state of non-resistance. And when you're in non-resistance, you are in in, in internet interconnectivity with your allness and touching on that uh, immediately dissolves the framework of the egoic mind and opens a wider gateway to that joy but if you're resisting those feelings in the first place you might be trying to be positive but actually maintain your suffering yeah again a long question a long answer to a question, but it's so important to understand. But start with dropping into the heart. Mm-hmm. Start with loving and accepting. Start with dropping the expectation of what you're supposed to be, even what this quote-unquote spiritual journey is supposed to produce for you. Right. Thanks. Does that yeah. bring some clarity oh, yeah. for you? Yeah. Yes, good deal. Yeah, one. that's a, a great daily practice to drop into the heart. Just drop into that. Acceptance. Even if you just start with that. Yeah. Put your attention in your heart because the heart is the gateway to everything. Mm-hmm. So whether you receive these words this way, going into your heart has now opened the gateway. And sometimes you might drop in the heart and there might be something uncomfortable in there. Mm-hmm. Well, that is the heart saying, hey, you need to love and accept this. Mm-hmm. You need to love and accept this right now. And you do that. You see what's in the heart, love and accept what's in there. Cool. Um, let's see. 
Let me think of the, the next question. Well, I, one of the things that I really like about the circle is the amount of practical information. Like you, mm-hmm. you're saying that we can, uh, these practices that we can incorporate into our daily life. Indeed, yes. And Because uh, the mind likes to keep things complicated. Sure, sure. Yeah. And this is where one of the things that we want to share with uh, our people who are, who have done a lot of spiritual work. Remember, the mind is working very hard to keep you in limitation. And at a certain level of your consciousness evolution, it can even start to use the things you've learned, quote-unquote, on your spiritual path to keep you in the mind. So, for example, somebody may on their spiritual path find out – about reincarnation. Now that becomes the storyline to keep you stuck in in some kind of uh, unhappy story. Uh, we must have a past life thing that's making this not work or wh- whatever it is. Now you're in the mind story. The mind's just gotten tricky enough to use some spiritual knowledge to keep you in its limitation. And this is why we speak very simply a lot of the times and we steer away from from defining flavors because the mind can then start to attach to uh, storylines within the metaphysical, the non-physical construct and keep you in limitation that way. Well, I, I, I sort of use the idea that for me, you know, and, and everybody has their, their, I call it the gateway drug. Indeed. The UFO topic for me has been my gateway drug into this now the final understanding final and i'm sure it's gonna keep going but the the current where it's at right now for me is understanding like exactly what the circle is saying everything is just a reflection of me you know what i put out is what i get back and i see that in order to make the change i have to do it myself i can't rely on these other things but i am creating this ufo permission slip indeed yes to access this information indeed yes and also in the frequencies of what is embodied in the ufo story ufos uh, represent advanced technology they represent uh, multi-dimensional capabilities they represent a whole lot of stuff that you are trying to incorporate as part of your creative experience. So, yes, there's no – be a fan. Mm-hmm. Be a fan. But realize at the end of the day that idea that UFOs are separate entities can become now a limitation on you be moving into your oneness with your old consciousness. But, but are you a scientist who wants to uh, 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 advance – uh, uh, technological process be a fan of ufos that is where you're embodying this idea of advanced technology are you wanting to be a wonderful singer be a fan of lady gaga and vibe into her she is embodiment of wonderful performance and singing yeah but when you go, well, uh, I can't be Lady Gaga. Now you're using the, the, the illusion of separation. You're keeping yourself in limitation. And, and if people are sort of using metaphysical concepts now, uh, oh, here's dark forces, here are evil forces, and there's a battle going on, you're simply projecting the primitive mind 
polarity right. into the metaphysical. And that's when uh, people, it can still be a gateway because they can still explore polarity there just in the same way as you might explore polarity in a fight with your neighbor. Someone might explore polarity with, an, with a, a trade war with another co- uh, country. Someone else might explore polarity with this idea of warring advanced entities. But that's where, if you stay in the story, the buck can stop there in terms of what level of consciousness you are going to be able to access for your creativity because Mm -hmm. the most creative power you can have is when you move into total union with your all consciousness. It's all you. Every single bit of it is you. Mm. Stop resisting. Stop staying in your stories. Just love and accept it all. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Absolutely. That's, Indeed. that's, that's what we're doing. I think, uh, that's what I'm, you know, trying or uh, I'd say I'm doing a pretty good job so far. Ruben, you're doing wonderful work in sharing ideas that are keeping pushing the frontier of mm. people's consciousness. Mm. And that's really what it's all about is opening one box and then opening another box and then right. opening another box and the yep. gateway, everybody has their, somebody's gateway drug, uh, to advancing consciousness can happen through love life. Some it happens through illness. Some people have interactions with, and we're not trying to negate that in this human experience you have had contact with consciousness mm-hmm. other than human consciousness. Of course you have. Right. That's where you downloaded it. That's where it's happening. You right. are vibrating at that frequency because you're helping to bring in the potentialities that are in that consciousness as part of the human playing field, and you're spreading that, and it's one, it is a wonderful thing. But frequency first, manifestation second. Mm-hmm. You incarnated with this desire to bring forth this aspect of consciousness into your creation. So the more you unify with it, the more you become one with it, you are going to have physical manifestation of it. Absolutely. And then... What happens then is that the intelligence of what that is embodying can then become manifest. Right. Right. It can become manifest in this planetary realm. Mm -hmm. And that's really the the goal when you're talking about saving your planet. And now we're talking about you as sort of a human collector. We want to save the planet. Well, the technologies are out there to save the planet. And some of you, some people are already bringing them in and manifesting and then making them physical. But if you don't acknowledge that extra-dimensional reality that mm-hmm. is already holding the embodiment of this technology, then you can't bring it in to be part of the game, getting back to the game of life that you're playing. So multidimensional experience will happen both uh, through um, physical objects, mm-hmm. technology, to mm-hmm. teleport, and it will happen through what you would call more like the psychic or or, Mm -hmm. or multidimensional experience. This is the reality you're moving into. Well, the, uh, you know, a lot of times we get caught up in the idea of these extraterrestrial beings and things like this. But at the same time, um, like we just said, it's the buck doesn't stop there. We have to keep going. But then sometimes that even keep going it may sound like, and this is, I just want to clarify this, it may sound like we're invalidating those experiences. We're invalidating the idea of ETs, but that's we not are what we're not, We are yeah. not saying that, no. Because just as that would be the same as saying Melissa doesn't exist. Right. Of course, she exists. Right. Everything exists. And so 
Yes, we don't want people to think, oh, well, am I, well, am I making it all up? Well, actually you are, but you're making it all up from your all consciousness. Mm-hmm. But what you are creating and generating is the experience that you are having. So, yes, Melissa exists. Yes, the, these manifestations of extra-dimensional beings mm-hmm. exist. Mm-hmm. They are manifest. Yes, but we're creating them. But you are creating and, them. And, mm-hmm. and since that's what we're doing, yes. it brings me joy in my pursuit and my pursuit in these conversations, yes. in this disclosure environment yes. of this UFO stuff, is if, since we're creating it, let's, let's create the best one possible. Let's not bring in the reptilians that are going to wipe out humanity. Let's bring in some really cool, or let's even change the reptilian story. Well, that, that is the thing. Because <laughs> you know, when you are resisting, and so mm-hmm. a lot of what happens with this framework when you're going through a shift is when human consciousness is saying, we are human consciousness and that is it, and the survival mind is saying, we are human consciousness and this is the reality we navigate. Now you start bringing in other frequencies which are unfamiliar to the human consciousness. The survival mind says this is unknown. It must be a threat. And that is why you have manifestations of the evil consciousnesses because it is going through your human consciousness that's saying this is other, it must be bad. Now as you accept this uh, that there is intelligence out there that has evolved in other in other realms mm-hmm. and ha- has something of value. That perception perception uh, will shift from being the fear based survival mind must keep my tribe isolated right. experience to ah oh, these are friends these are these are energies that are trading berries instead mm-hmm. of coming to eat our baby's heads off. Right. And that is where you will see the stories change, mm-hmm. that how people are perceiving extra-dimensional beings will start to move from, oh, they're all, you know, these are the good ones and these are the bad ones. The polarity right. will shift. And really what will happen is you will just become at one with your galactic energy, galactic being the sort of total name for consciousness that has evolved beyond the human game once you're at one with it you'll sort of all get it and be like oh it was us all the time right. <laughs> <laughs> you'll pull the mask off yeah. and see yourself sure there will be no grays or reptilians or this that right. or the other once your consciousness has shifted to unification with what all of those things embody including your egoic projections into that realm but it's so much fun but to have the grays and the reptilians. Yeah, yeah, you ever get to that point where it's like it was us all the time to like Yes, because you love the movies. We're not here to make you take the movie away. Right. You love the movie. You're here playing life. You're in yeah. the movie. Yeah. People love movies within movies. They yeah. love it. Sure. So we're we're not saying here to say you shouldn't watch a movie because you are then you're bad what we're saying is if you're not enjoying a movie well here's the here's the level of consciousness you can access to change your film that's running through and have mastery over your movie become the director Mm -hmm. so this is why we do not negate we will not negate that melissa is sitting here Mm -hmm. We will not negate any aspect of this consciousness, but how you can get the best for it, how you can become a fan, frequency activation now and embody 
the highest. And what we mean by that, without egoic interference, Mm -hmm. potentiality of that is to dissolve the illusion of separation and all its projections, which is good and bad, right and wrong. Mm. Without unwanted egoic. Sometimes it's fun to go into those. Indeed, you, you go know, to the you movies. Go, you go to the movies and you, yeah. Game of Thrones television show wouldn't yeah. be that entertaining if everybody was just sitting there holding hands, singing Kumbaya with one another. You, as consciousness, enjoy entertainment. There's nothing wrong. There would be nothing wrong with staying in a... Uh, uh, linear space-time reality polarity-driven creativity, except you're just sick of that show. All good things, all good Mm. TV shows come to an end. You're like, it's time for new stories. Boom, this is what we're doing. Mm. We need to bring in consciousness that is already resonating with it. Okay, oh, this is the idea of UFOs, extra dimensions. It's got consciousness from elsewhere beyond the human framework. Let's start to bring it in. We start to manifest it. Then you start to become one with it. And many of the young people incarnating now are already embodied hybrids of this consciousness, as most people who listen to this will, will be. And that's what we want you to say. You are already these, these beings. Get the most by becoming one with it. Well, yeah, we're just waking up to the fact yeah. of that. Yes. Very good, dear ones. We, we think we've probably shared quite <laughs> quite enough for one moment. And we are very grateful for this opportunity because even if it was only us in this linear time frame with Melissa and Ruben here and nobody ever else heard this, it would still have the impact that if you perceived it in the illusion, every single person on the planet listened to it. We adore you also very much until we're meeting in this way or some other way. We love you very much. And for now, we'll say goodbye, dear ones. Goodbye. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. Did you go anywhere on that one, or were you no, just pretty much here, backseat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much here. Pretty much here. How, how are you doing, Melissa? I'm like, yeah. that's the thing that always happens to me. You get a little spaced out. Yeah, right? yeah. I yeah, just yeah. like, it's a tired, not tired thing. So t- yeah, because your mind is getting short circuited by yeah, the, f- totally. the frequencies and the information. And that will happen for our happy listeners out there. Yeah. If some of you fell asleep during that, <laughs> that is perfectly fine. Go back and listen to it. You receive it on whatever level you're ready to mm-hmm. get it at. Some mm-hmm. of you will stay awake through it. Some of you will pass out. But, you know, yeah, you got it. I I was there with you the whole time. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I know. I was kind of well what, I was like, how does he seem so alert? I had my coffee this morning. No, yeah, um, <laughs> no these are like normal conversations yeah. for me. Yeah. So yeah, 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 you yeah. Get, but I, in the beginning, I, when I first started doing this, yeah. I was like, well, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, and I yeah. had to, and, and part of my process, the reason I love doing these interviews is I go back into the editing bay mm-hmm. and then I spend weeks editing rewinding edit right. cut so this getting... and i'm hearing it over and over mm, and over sure. and again it's the rep because this information is quite dense yeah even what we just unpacked here today yeah. yeah it it could take i advise everyone who's listening to this to re-listen yeah. maybe five or six times yeah. 
because you'll get new nuggets and there's subtleties mm-hmm. in everything that the circle yeah. just brought through yeah. that will be carry with you from now till eternity yeah. until you yeah. die yeah um or until you transition to the next form or whatever uh, so definitely this is very, very valuable information. And it's been such a joy for me to have this, to have these channelers give themselves up to me to, to do these interviews. Cause mm. I've felt, I feel like my internal growths have come in these past couple of years have been the greatest from these conversations. Right. Right. Oh, that's awesome. I know. And it's, yeah, even when I listen to the recordings, because I'll go, oh, that was a good one. But then I'll go back. I have a library of 500. A lot of them I have not ever li- re-listened to again mm. because for me, even when I'm listening to them, if I, I'll start going into a trance and then <laughs> I don't even get the information. But when I stay awake, it's good if I'm doing some other activity and I'll be like, damn, I can't believe how many nuggets there are in every single recording. Mm. There's, uh, I'm always like, oh, that's a good quote. Oh, mm. I need to be more organized mm. about <laughs> making memes that I just, that I'm just getting so much all the time yeah. that uh, like, you know, I'd have to be like a 24-hour meme factory to, and it just doesn't interest me that much to make <laughs> right, memes. Right, right. I'm like, can someone else do that for me? Yeah. Like, I like the, the fan thing. For meme makers, just, Tune into one of these yeah. episodes you and you will have memes for the rest of your life. Memes galore. Yes. Um, awesome, everybody. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for being the uh, the uh, question yeah, ask, yeah. askers. Thanks for letting us. Great questions. Just, you know, super fun to bring them in. I hope everyone enjoyed it. And uh, we'll be back next time on Coming Out of the Cosmic Closet. We've got more crazy stuff to share <laughs> always more crazy stuff i'm georgia jean circle evolution i'm melissa from the marslab.com and we were joined by the fabulous reuben langdon deep in the peanut butter deep in the peanut butter you have to listen <laughs> to the last episode what that saucy business is of reubenlangdon.com reubenlangdon.com best way to find all the great stuff reuben's doing all the great stuff melissa's doing and all the great stuff the circle's saying love you all bye 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 coming up on the next episode of Coming Out of the Cosmic Closet. Yeah, what is this shift in consciousness and bending the matrix? I know all you anthropologists out there are just losing your shit right now about (laughs) (laughs) But I'm talking about creative consciousness, which is how reality is created in these broad strokes of energy, and it doesn't always follow linear time and space Mm -hmm. because linear time and space is one of the elements of our consciousness of human Mm -hmm. consciousness we believe in the programming of our mind and and we then project that onto everything everything that is out in the universe that everything operates in linear time and space Mm -hmm. but guess what Mm -hmm. humans We ain't all that. Like, we are not everything. Mm -hmm. And out there in the broad spectrum of all creation, Mm -hmm. there are other shows going on. Do not operate under those premises.